Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rotor Report podcast. It's Gav back again. Another three points, another win. Bish bash bosh. Uh, yeah, I mean it wasn't as easy as that, but we'll you know we'll get we'll get into it. Lads, today joining us are Ant and Malk. Boys, how are you doing? Not bad. Yeah, not that bad. Thanks. Uh, better for watching that one get out. I squirrelled away. You know, it was a bit of a tough <laughs> one, wasn't it? Well, well, three points are three points, especially against a big team. And um, we'll get right into the action of the game, I guess. Um, first half. Oh, I was sat there at half time, um, not over the moon with the performance, but I guess I had to reflect on uh, the, the game last week, where by half time we didn't play particularly well and we turned it on a bit. Second half, and to get into half time against a decent team, um, nil nil isn't the worst in the world, and I think that's probably something we're going to have to become accustomed to with Phil Parkinson. Um, second half. We turned the screw a little bit the first 10 minutes, I think, we got we got better, we, we improved the tempo, upped and then dropped again, because mainly um, Peterborough's pace and attack led to us dropping a little deeper than we perhaps normally would, um, and then a stroke of luck, you know, Denver Hume once again, one of those deep runs, gets into the box, um, gets fouled, I'm a little bit sketchy on the penalty, but we'll come to that later in the show, um, Ledbetter bit of steps up, takes it, dispatches of it perfectly, and uh, we see the rest of the game out. I mean, as far as uh, as far as one nil wins against fellow promotion rivals go, and that's about as efficient as it gets, isn't it? I pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head there. I like like say first ten fifteen minutes. I was sat thinking, oh, how many is this going to be to Peter because the, that Dembele for them was absolutely torturing us, and uh, I thought it was just a matter of time. But the more and more the half grew on, I thought we were I thought we were the more look more comfortable. Um, and then, like you say, in the second half, probably against the runner play. But for me, the first time we put their defence under any type of pressure made them make a mistake, which led to the penalty. You know, and we need to start doing that a bit more. But as as you said there, you, you look at the first three games, we've got seven points out of nine. We've got to really look at that and think that's a that's a good start, if, considering where we want to be at the end of the season. Mm, yeah, Malk, anything to add in there? How did you feel about the overall uh, performance today? Um, yeah, I thought the first half was better than the first half last week, but then we'd set a pretty low bloody bar there, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. um, there, there were long periods where we had to absorb pressure. Uh, as we went through the game, um, I don't know if Dembele ran out of steam or if we worked out how to kind of suppress him a little bit, and I think that made a bit of a difference. 
Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, every team when they want to do something in a league has to now and again just grind the result out, and we did that today. Um, so yeah, it's it's three points that we might look on uh, later in the season and very very much value. So yeah. I'll take them, but it wasn't a great performance. But we'll all take them, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I want to. I was going to get onto Dembele actually. There's a player who has been hyped all week going into this game as the one to watch. Uh, Darren McAntony on the extra pod, he he talked them up a lot as their strongest player. For me, I went into the game and I, I think I said <clears throat> both in our chat and on social media that every time he's played against us, I haven't really been impressed by him. And today, barring a couple of moments where he left people on their backsides, he didn't do anything for me. I don't, I don't, I didn't. Although he was quick and he did breeze past Ledbetter a couple of times, and there was once he got past uh, Jordan Willis, I think it was. He didn't do anything. I wasn't. I wasn't overly scared of him. And I'm glad the defense weren't. You know, I'm. I'm glad that that Bailey Wright in particular, um, just held firm. Another clean sheet against a team people fancy to score a lot of goals. I mean, that's another thing. Darren McCantney was talking about going into the game. The fact that, um, Darren Ferguson's teams all play on the front foot, uh, score a lot of goals. I mean, they didn't look much of a threat to me. And then Johnson Clark Harris up top. Just a bit of a big lump who didn't really do much with the ball. Um, so I think you've got to give our defence credit, to be honest. I think we played really well at the back today. Another solid defensive performance. Uh, I don't know what you lads think about that, but in particular, I felt Flanagan um, and Bailey Wright were outstanding today. Another another great performance from those two. And I haven't been particularly kind to Flanagan um, all of the time, but I think he's he's... He's very much playing like a man who knows that he can't put a foot wrong, isn't he, And Definitely. I will say for Flanning at the day, I thought that was probably his best performance in a Sunderland shirt because he was he looked so solid. Um, he never put mm. a foot wrong. Some of his tackles were fantastic. Uh, he made an absolutely superb crunching tackle in the second half. I love to see them. You know, he went yeah. right through the player, right through the ball. Fantastic. You know, and I think I think you're right there because he knows that you know Jamadli is waiting in the wings and and he's the one. I think who is susceptible to be dropped for Shamadli once Shamadli's ready, but he's not put a foot wrong today. You know, last week I know we got we came on for a little bit of criticism for saying he was poor, but he he probably was in in out of the, out of the three in the back. But today, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Malk, anything to add there, mate? Yeah, I mean Flanners was was strong. You know, I remember times last season when we'd not long had Jordan Willis, and we were like bloody hell. He's a centre-back who can actually go forward with the ball. And from my memory and my notes from the game, I think Flanagan pushed forward with the ball more than the other two centre-backs did yeah. today. You know, he really ran into gaps, uh, created a lot of good link-up with Hume. Um, so, yeah, he had a solid game and he's he's going to give um, Shemajli some questions about when he's going to break in. And he's, he's going to give um, Parkinson some challenges about whether to make that change. And that's what we want. We want strong competition in all positions. So, yeah, he, he did very mm. well today, Flanners. Let's talk about the midfield. The next, um, Josh Gowan came into the team. People have wanted to see him play for a while. Uh, Max Power obviously missed the game with, with an injury. Uh, was anybody impressed with Josh Gowan today? I've seen mixed reports across the board, really. Some people think he played well. Some people weren't so sure. Um, he was actually moved out wider once um, Maguire went off, wasn't he? But, yeah, how, how do we feel about how he played, Ant? Thought what he does, what he what he's been doing well with his crossing and his set players, he was poor with. I mean, with with Scowen, he runs he does he runs around like like madman for ninety minutes, doesn't he? So you're always going to get that from him. But 
Um, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with them. Maybe the yellow card he got early on kind of stopped him from being what what he can do. And but yeah, yeah. I'd probably say maybe, you know just average really today. But from from what like we've all been wanting him in for lead bit era power or whatever, he didn't particularly put his stamp on it, did he? No, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Do you think power comes back in next week, Mark? After that, or do you think Scowen did enough today to keep his place? Well, obviously it depends if uh, if power's fit, but I think he did enough. Depends on Maguire yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah, he might it, yeah. have to change the whole formation, mightn't he, based on mm. what's happened today? But uh, I, I think he did enough. I mean, is Maguire had a poor first? I know we're kind of moving towards how the players have done it. I, I don't think Maguire had a great great first period till he went off. No. Um, but the the you know the dead ball situation and the the set piece. Um, if somebody who's decent at that isn't having a great time, then you know, give somebody else a chance. And I think he did okay with that. I mean, he didn't score a goal. Um, but yeah, I, I think he did enough, certainly, to make the, the manager think about it and consider both the best formation and the best team members in that formation. He's, you know, he, he didn't he didn't have a stinker, but he mm. wasn't stellar, let's be honest. Let's talk a little bit about the system then. And we've got, um, you know, Charlie White leading the line, bit of a gap between the midfield and the attack. Um, two wide players today, with most of the width coming from Denver Human 09 on the flanks, but um, it was a strange one. It was a strange one today, and I can't say with any certainty we actually played particularly well going forward today. No. I mean, we, we spoke at the start about the first three games, and we haven't actually played on the front foot, I don't think. Is this just something we're going to have to get used to with Phil Parkinson, do you think? Unfortunately so, I think, I think that's the way he plays. Um I felt as much as White wasn't great today, I felt really sorry for him in the first half because it's just it was the same last week with Danny Graham. There's just no support. You know, we're getting the ball and we're not we're not steaming. For, once the ball's going long to Charlie today, there was no one supporting him. So what's he going to do? He's going to lose the ball because he's mm-hmm. not a great footballer. And B, you know, they've got two or three defenders. You know, over over oh, sorry overlapping him and everything. And then. What's he gonna do? It's it's mm. really it's strange, isn't it? Really, um, yeah. How we've gone from the first game where Grig was playing, and we were lumping balls up to him, to last week we were lumping balls up to Danny Graham and not supporting him, and the same again today. It's 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 weird. Yeah, a lot of set pieces today, Malk. Um, don't think we've threatened overly though, did we? We had a lot of corners. I think in the first twenty minutes or so, we might have had five corners, and it carried on from there. We had quite a lot of of free kicks around the box. Um, I think we had one really good free kick position where I think Scowen, uh, I think Scowen took it. I might be wrong, but yeah, a lot of set pieces today. Um, is it is it concerning that we aren't putting those in the back of the net? Uh, I don't think we've scored from a set piece yet, have we this season? Might I don't be think so. No, in pre season we had obviously a couple of good corners against some of the uh, the kind of uh, younger teams in that Villa under twenty ones. I know we did okay from from set pieces, yeah. but. Um, I don't, I don't think we're making enough of set pieces, and I think that's a, a trend from the first, at least two of the first three games. Because last week against Oxford, Maguire had a couple of good chances and didn't really hit the target with them. Um, this week, you know, if you're putting Charlie White in the box and you get a bunch of corners, he's got to he's got to get across the defenders and and attack the ball, and he's just not doing that now. I don't know if that's because. Today, their centre backs had, had a good game and took him out of the game. Um, but you know, at this level, you've got to do more with set pieces for me. Um, and you know, we ended up winning the game with a set piece from a penalty spot. You know, so you can't grumble too much. But 
Now that if you're putting a big lad in the in the box, you've got to do better. Interestingly, half of the time that our corners were cleared was by their centre forward. You know, he he cleared a lot of the ball, so um, I'm just pleased he wasn't as good in the air at the other end of the pitch, or we could have been in big trouble. Yeah, overall then, and um, pleased with the win, I guess. Yeah, obviously, oh, yeah. obviously, it's a big it's a big result, isn't it? Even this at this stage of the season, beating Peterborough United after beating Oxford, the two teams that most AFL pundits were tipping to to take top spot and second spot in the league. I mean, the season is a long way away from being over, but that gives Sunderland a massive advantage, doesn't it? Certainly, and also throwing up the fact we've kept two clean sheets against them as well. And yeah, yeah, oh, yes, possibly course, yeah. haven't played very well. You know, we haven't, we probably haven't hit top gear. Yet. I think it was a lot better last week in the second half against Oxford, but the day it was, we just played badly and won. And that's a sign of a that's a sign of a championship winning side, really. It, well, it's, it's a sign of a Phil Parkinson championship winning side, I think. If we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Bolton didn't set any set the world alight, did they? When they won, when they went up under Parkinson, and like I say, it's not pretty. We're not going to enjoy the football, Mark, are we? But it's gonna it's gonna be one of those where we're going to win more than we lose, and we're going to keep a lot of clean sheets, I think. And if we keep clean sheets, we don't have all them draws we had under Ross, and that's the mm. difference. You know, sometimes. You've got to keep the back door shut um, in order to get anything out of a game. Um, and, you know, after the first half today, a lot of people would have took a nil-nil, you know, because it's mm. a point against a team that are definitely going to be pushing us. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's a Parkinson thing. Um, you've got to win ugly now and again. Um, and I'll, I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that because there's there's a good chance as, as teams start to gel after a very disrupted pre-season you're not going to get an opportunity to get three points like that again against a side like that. No. Do you think that this, like these kind of performances and these two wins have come because we haven't got any fans in? Because, I mean, that if there was, you know, say 25,000, 30,000 fans in today, by the 60th minute, we'd have been well on the backs, wouldn't we? But uh, yeah, because yeah, there's no I, fans there, they keep going. It's one of them. I, I think, mm. to be honest, the Bristol Rovers game, I don't think we draw that game if there's fans in the stadium. Mm, I think yeah. we'll win it. Because they wasted time, they belted the ball into the stands where there was no ball boys. Um, there was nobody putting pressure on the referee to book the players for time wasting. And I think, had the fans been in the ground, would have beat Bristol Rovers. So it swings around about, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. But that today, um, I don't think personally that the fans would have made much of a difference. I think we we, we were very efficient, and we we tried our best not to make mistakes today which is the most important thing, isn't it, really, when you're playing a good side with good players, I think. Um, the fact, like I said, that I didn't think Dembele and Clark Harris played well speaks volumes of how we defended. And, uh, yeah, I think you just got to give the players credit where it's due, to be honest. 100%. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, the the one thing about the Oxford game, I thought, um, the way that 9 really rallied when he got that goal, and, yeah, and always a bit of a... You know, it fell for him in a bit of a weird way, but he took it very, very well. And the bloke was like, you know, absolutely off on one after that, you know, with confidence and and guts and determination, you know. Um, I, I'm not sure that 9 uh, or the rest of the team might have done as well in the second half with the pressure um, that we were under. But, you know, it's irrelevant, you know. Hopefully the lads will be in such a good position by the time we all get back in there that we're just singing our guts out for them because, um, you know, if we keep getting draws and wins like we have the last three games, um, then, you know, we're going to be in the mix. Great. Right, OK, let's move on to the player ratings then, lads. I've, uh, for once, I've took notes. I can't believe it. 
organised. I haven't just been staring at my phone and looking at the screen and staring at my phone. I actually paid attention today. Um, I'm going to start things off. Uh, Lee Burge today, mixed bag. He made a lot of saves, but I just didn't feel confident. He was palming them away, and he was the very first one. Um, I think it might have been Dembele who had the shot, actually. He palmed it straight into the path of Johnson Clark Harris, and I said this on Twitter when I posted um, my ratings on, on, on Twitter to people who were asking why I'd maybe not mark Burge higher. I just think if he... If Clark Harris scores there, which he probably should have, let's be honest, he was one on one with Burge, and he his finish is awful. Um, then all we're doing is talking about how Burge passed it to him basically. So um, that kind of soured it for me. And there was a few more moments. There was there was one where they had a free kick which hit the bar, and it was central, and he and he was nowhere near it. Um, so although he kept a clean sheet and he did make saves, I didn't feel particularly assured. So I went with a six for Lee Burge. Um, some people might think he played better than that, but. Yeah, six for me. Don't know if either of you disagree with my mark there. I can't disagree with that. No, six for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think on on the on the page the the lads have given him a a five, and I think he's somewhere between the two. I agree with you, Gav. He's not commanding his box. He's not giving convincing performances. Um, but as a defensive unit, they kept the clean sheet. So yeah. somewhere between five and six, I think, is probably about fair. Sweet. Okay. Next up, Ant Denver Hume. Mm. Uh, yeah, great again today. He's been he's started the season on fire for me. Yeah, fantastic again from him. Probably our best player, I think. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Grant Ledbetter could challenge him for that, but I thought he was excellent again. Attacking wise, very good. Crossing today a lot better from what he's yeah. used to. He put an absolutely fantastic ball in the first half, which I think oh nine uh, got on the end of it. Very unlucky actually. Um but again I think his defending's getting a lot better. Um he's turning into a top quality player. Top I, I was, I'm nodding my head and people can't see it, but mm. yeah, I think he deserves credit for his defensive improvement. Mm-hmm. He's putting in some big tackles, what he wasn't doing two, three, like two years ago when he first came at the team. He's always looked a bit powder puff, but uh, yeah, some good good tackles went in the day from him. Yeah, strong strong as well to win the penalty. I mean, you know, we've we've not really discussed the penalty, but probably wasn't, but we'll take it. You know, yeah. but, um, but but but, but he... it was that it was that run from deep. What he mm-hmm. does quite often, I mean. He, he touches the ball away from him quite heavily, but because he does that, the defender lunges in and he gets yeah. a penalty, you know, and he's probably the only player we've got who can do that. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, to sum, to sum him up, possibly the most improved player that we're, what we've seen this season anyway. And I think it's continued on from last season. I thought he was getting better and better as the season was going on. So I'm just over the moon from because I really like him as well. So it's like it's really good. I'm I'm gonna yeah. give him a nine. I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna give him a Ooh. nine today. Yeah, why not? I, I've why I've not? gave him an eight, Malk. What about you? I don't know. I don't know if you. I, I, I would give him a nine as well. Yeah. I mean, the, there was a, a line in the um, in the pre-match presser or whatever it was with Parky where he said, you know, he's gone into COVID uh, lockdown a lad and come out a man. Yeah. And I think that summarises it very well. He's yeah. built himself up a bit. He's not shirking from tackles. Uh, he's he's really having a go, um, and yeah, he's he he had a cracking game today. You know, really went through people on the tackles. Hmm. Uh, one of our most convincing attacking options, which is both great for him, but a little bit disappointing for the rest of the team at the same time. Yeah. Next up is Tom Flanagan. Mal, that's your turn. Uh, yeah, we've already spoke about and played fairly well today. He did, yeah. Um, Jimmy gave him seven on the website. I think uh, I would, I would agree with that in the main. Uh, as we said, you know, bringing the ball out and looking for options through the midfield. 
we really lacked that in the first half last week against Oxford. Um, we we didn't really have any uh, joining up, and Flanagan really tried to do that this week. Mm. Um, some great tackles, as we said. Um, sometimes Willis gets a lot of credit for being, you know, the guy who really bosses his his area, his zone. But Flanagan did that really, really well today. Um, yeah, I I would I would give him an eight, uh, rather than the seven that Jimmy gave him. I think he was probably the best of our three centre backs. Um, mm. Bailey Wright was up there with him, um, but yeah, a very strong performance as we said before. Um, really giving the coach some some difficult choices to make as Jamajli gets fit. Yeah, Jordan Willis next up. Um, yeah, there was once in the game actually where Dembele sort of knocked it round him and just left him for dead, where he looked exposed. Other than that, uh, didn't really put a foot wrong. I felt in the first half, I wrote down that I thought. Uh, he, he slowed us down a little bit when we were going on the attack. I noticed that particularly Maguire was trying to find him um, every time he got the ball and, and Willis was st- starting his runs from deep but not really getting into a sprint. And from there, we just we looked slow going forward. So in an attacking sense, didn't play particularly well, but he is a centre-half. We kept a clean sheet, 6 out of 10, probably the least, uh, the least impressive of the defenders, but I wouldn't say he did anything wrong particularly. Um. Yeah, I think we'll just move past Jordan Willis. Not really much to say there. Uh, yeah, Bailey Wright agreed. next up, uh, and yes, like I said, put it put another good performance in. And we have to take note of the fact we we don't concede goals when this guy plays. You know, he no, another game today where he he's done fairly well and another clean sheet. Yeah, and obviously dealt with um Johnson Clark Harris very well. Yeah, um, like he did last season. I think did we, I'm pretty confident he played against him last season. Clark Harris was nowhere near him, so it's like I I, I just think Bailey Wright is too good for this division, which I think we're going to be happy enough to have. You know, as long as yeah. he stays fit, we're not going to concede many goals. He's just he's just head and shoulders above anybody else, really. Today, yeah, uh, he was just his usual self, wasn't he? Didn't wasn't as um, colossal as he was last week against Oxford. Didn't have to be though, did he? So probably a no, seven. No, I mean he he, he kind of man marked Clark Harris out of the game yeah. for me. Yeah, so I would say you're right. Yeah, seven sounds about right to me. Um, Mark, next up, Luke O'Neill, another one who probably had a better second half than his first half, but he, yeah, he's he's he he's starting to thrive from uh from wide areas just like Hume is, but maybe not got the same delivery. Yeah, that that was the only thing that was missing really. Um, the difference between Hume and O'Neill this week was that final ball. Mm. You know, he was having a go. Um, I don't think he's quite got the pace that Hume has. So um, when he stops and looks for the pass, he hasn't got the capability to do a step over and take a man on. Um, but he, he had a good game. Uh, he had a really... The ball just got stuck under his feet in the box at one point and, you know, you, you just think, well, if that had dropped anywhere else, you know, he probably would have got a goal and as he did last week. But, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with the, the 6 to 7 out of 10 range. Jimmy went for 6 yeah. on the... On the website, uh, I think six is is fair, and and he's he's unlucky not to get a seven. If his final ball had been better, then he would have had a seven. I think. Yeah, I gi- I give him a seven, but I can't I can't argue he wasn't a six. Like I say, um, indifferent at times. He put a really good ball in just after half time. I remember which nobody got on the end of. Uh, but look, nine just he's the same every week. He's a six or a seven out of ten, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can't complain about his effort, and again. Um, I, I, it was great listening to him through the week. I don't know if anybody else heard it on the club podcast, but he talked a lot about how he's had to work on his one v one defending when he's since he's become a wing back, and he actually really enjoys playing there. Um, 
he, he, he is getting better. You know, it's great to see both of them uh, on the flanks there starting to pick up tips from the from the centre halves because the defending's getting better and confidence improves with clean sheets. So yeah, Luke Nine, another one who did okay today. Um next up, Josh Scorn, I think this is me. Um I think I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if he did enough to keep his place. Six out of ten, both halves I've got written down. Um I thought actually when he moved and I'm gonna sound like a right hypocrite when I say this, but Parkinson talked about him being the third midfielder on the right of a three mm-hmm. when he did move further right he, he did give us a little bit something extra I felt he, he was a bit more dynamic and he he seemed to get on the ball more than when he was playing completely central um though whether he did much again is, is up for debate I, to be honest I've, I've got very little written under his name in my notes I just don't think he really stood out so six out of ten is about average for me and uh, that's what I'm going for I don't know if anybody wants to add that because I did notice obviously Jimmy gave him a six um Seen a few other people think he played well. I uh, don't know if anybody has anything to add on that, but yeah, scoring another one a bit like a bit like Jordan Willis. There's not much to say about how he played, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was quite surprised when we had to change formation because of um, you know injuries and stuff, hmm. and he got pushed out wide. But I agree with you when when he went out wide, he did do well. You know, he put some great crosses in. You know, there was a couple of very very good crosses that he whipped in. Um, nobody on the end of them, like you know, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is sometimes. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know much about Josh Scoan. I need to do some reading because I don't know where he should be. You know the way Luke 09 used to be a midfielder and now he's a wing-back? Yeah. I don't know what Scoan used to do um, in previous clubs. I haven't done enough research about him. He's Maybe midfield. Has he just sent pure central? Yeah, well, funny you should say that. I, when we signed him, I spoke to a bunch of QPR fans and a bunch of Barnsley fans and they all said he was a box-to-box midfield player. Or... Yeah. Somebody who sits in front of the back four and just breaks play up, but we haven't seen that from him yet. But the guy's not really had any had enough opportunities for me to to really stamp his authority. And I'm I'm thinking next week if Powers fit, which it doesn't sound like Max Powers' injury was too serious. I doubt Scowan plays. Even if I don't even see him playing in front of Maguire, I think I think he'll find another way. Maybe getting O'Brien into the team and playing Danny Graham up front. So I think if anybody should be looking over their shoulder after a day, it's probably Scowan and. I wouldn't say he played particularly poorly. It's just one of those things he didn't do enough to to impress to keep his keep the captain out of the team. Anyways, um, next up, Grant Ledbetter who scored the goal. Um, and that's yours, I think. Um, Ledbetter, another decent enough performance, really. Yeah, I thought I thought he was probably our best passer today. Uh, I thought his passing was excellent. In our first half, like I said, with with everything, I was just worried he was going to get outrun off of Dembele, and Dembele left him for dead. First 10, 15 yeah. minutes, yeah, he did a few. Yeah, he, he, he was he got back on his feet. Yeah, but he got back on his feet, and he, he did. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. He did. I think. I think since he's, I know the last couple of start when he has started, and we, I don't think any of us expected him to play as many games. I know we were only three games a season, but to play two and do well. You know, he's done well today. I thought his passing was very, very good. You know, and I mean, the one player you want to take a penalty. It's Grant Ledbetter because he doesn't miss them, does he? He's a fantastic no. penalty, really well taken, really well hit. Cool, calm under pressure because they were complaining for about two or three minutes weren't it, to the referee. And he just he just got the ball and just walked away, started bouncing the ball, didn't get involved with it, just didn't let it affect him, put it in the battle of the net. And, you know, for a Sunderland lad, you've got to be happy for him, haven't you? Because he's come back, he's done whatever he's done with his waves cut, he's obviously lost his mother last year, he's took a bit of time out in the game and this might be the second, second or third coming for him now, really, because, you know, he's... He's looked very impressive today, and not really, not really let his legs 
go. You know what I mean? Like he's like when we saw him last yeah. year, he was getting out run far too easily, getting out battle far too easy. I think he's kind of he's he's got used to what he can do now, and he does that quite well. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. I think he had a great game today. Mm. I mean, he cleared that um, shot that was deflected off the line, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, in the second half, and that was one-one. You know, there's no way Birch was getting anywhere near that. Uh, he put a couple of really important tackles in where he used his experience to just put his foot on it. There was one on Dembele. There was one. Sorry, you uh, in, but there was one on Dembele who who was just about to pull the trigger and led exactly. it came across and and tore poked it away. You know, it was a great interception. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. I can't remember who got man of the match on on Jimmy's summary. Uh, if it weren't Ledbetter, I think he was up there. Um, definitely with a shout for it because I agree. You know, you're seeing him in games this season where he's tracking back and I'm not recognising it's him because he's actually catching players up, whereas mm. last year he just couldn't. So he's done something with his speed and his fitness. But yeah, great game. Let's breeze through the rest of these then, lads. Uh, Chris Maguire went off quite early. Um, Mark, I think this is you. Yeah, Chris Maguire, he, he went off, what, after half an hour or so? How do you think he played? Yeah, until he went off, I thought he was a bit indifferent, a bit like he was in the first half last week. Yeah. Um. You know, he 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 didn't really he didn't really command the midfield like he can. He's having a little bit of a flat spot. I don't know if he needs to be rotated out to get him hungry again. But um. But yeah, I I think he was a a five or a six at best. Uh, yeah. Shame he's gone off injured, but hopefully he'll get back quickly and prove us all wrong. Yeah. That he can get back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I only noted down two things. There was four minutes in. When the ball fell to him, I think just on the edge of the box, his shot was rubbish. Um, then about a quarter of an hour in, he just tried to play a crossfield ball. I think the Denver human, he just batted it out of play. It was yeah, he he was slack today when he when he was on the pitch. So I think you're probably about right with a with a five or a six. Um, Lyndon Gooch uh, is me. I've, I've given him a five in both halves. I just I think he was completely anonymous in the first half. Then in the second, he was a little bit better. So maybe I could give him a five and a half at a push, but just quiet for somebody who'd done so much to throw himself back in the limelight last week didn't do enough for me today but I think he's one of those players you have to keep him on the pitch because he's got a goal in him he's got a he's got a bit of you know a bit of magic in him and in a team that's lacking completely in that sometimes you've got to carry one or two players when they're not playing particularly well Maguire being another one he doesn't always have to play well to do something in the game as we saw against Bristol so yeah I'm going for a five with Gucci um, and to round things off the worst of the worst of the start, <laughs> as I would say, and Charlie Wyke. I don't mean to be unkind to the the lad, like, but Jesus, our first half in particular. <laughs> Look at you, Auntie. Oh, you know what? Talk it about is. that for twenty oh, seconds. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be so critical of him. I'm always critical of him every time I'm on the pod. He can't. He doesn't sure give him. him <laughs> like, he just doesn't like give us any excuse not to. So ah, uh, uh, a little bit better than he was in the second half, but I could have been better than him in the second half and. I'm twenty stone, so you know, um, three, three. three I, I think you're being I, generous, like oh, I three can't is it. I don't want to go into it. You know what I mean? I just don't yeah. want to. I really want to be nasty. Because, <laughs> I don't know because he, you know, he's trying. He's just not good. Well, <laughs> you, you say that. I've got written down on forty-five minutes. Can he be asked? Because there was a point <laughs> just that half time where he didn't even try to get on the end of a cross. Um, I can't remember who put it in the box. But it was yeah. begging for him to just burst into a... He didn't even have to run quick. Just get on right. the end of it. He's just... It's like he's 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 a centre-half playing up front. That's how I feel. And even then, he's not very good in the air. Uh, yeah, let's just keep it at that with, with Charlie oh, White. We'll leave it at terrible. that. I don't want to go into him too much. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, so well, I'll, round off, <laughs> I'll round off with the subs. O'Brien, 
I actually felt he did okay. At a time when the strikers and the forwards weren't getting on the ball enough, Maguire had just gone off and played poorly. Gooch was doing nout. And yeah, White, less said about him, the better. O'Brien came on and got on the ball. All right, everything didn't work, but he he, he got more involved than the rest. So I gave him a six for his performance in both halves. Danny Graham um, didn't do a lot. Five and a half is probably about right. I think there was one mm-hmm. one little thing that he did uh, where he linked up play and he, he did chase down the, the keeper and the defence when they were trying to play out from the back so a bit of credit for that but wasn't really on long enough to impact the game and likewise Conor McLaughlin just came on to waste a bit of time and uh, yeah I don't even think he touched the ball in the time he was on the pitch um, <laughs> which is we'll a good go thing straight, <laughs> yeah we'll go straight to the man <laughs> the match then and we'll start with you Malk man the match today I've got a feeling we'll be pretty uh, resounding on this one but uh, yeah who was your pick so it was 50-50 for me Um I think Denver Hume shades it, but uh, again, you know, significant mention for Grant Ledbetter, such a massive improvement. So, you know, in another game, he would have been man of the match, especially the way he took that penalty. But uh, yeah. Denver shaded it for me. Yeah. What about you, Ant? Yeah, I've got Denver Hume uh, with special mention to Conor McLaughlin for coming on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hume, fantastic. Hume for me as well, yeah. Just think think he's just improving so much and it was great to see his final ball that little bit better today as well you know that's the one criticism pretty much everyone has of him um i think we might have given him man the match last week i'll have to listen back again but he's just yeah he's, he's becoming an important player for us and uh more of that please denver um so yeah, yeah thanks everyone for listening in it's been great to talk about another three points and we'll be back next week after Charlton, oh well there we Charlton. go yeah another tough tough another game for Sunderland. Game. yeah so yeah. um it's typical. Did this not happen to us last year? I think we played Bolton, didn't we? And we drew nil nil with them, and they they'd been battered off everyone for playing their kids. Coming comes to the Sunderland game, and they'd signed about twenty players and managed to pull a draw out of the hat. But yeah, cheers lads for joining us. Everybody listening, thank you very much. We love talking about wins here at Rotor Report. So yeah, hopefully you'll join us back next week, and we'll have more of the same to talk about. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.